This podcast is going to be a real simple one. I'm going to kind of tell y'all a little bit about me, where I come from, uh, my background, why I love hip-hop, myself. And the third thing I'm going to get into is the impeachment proceedings. But combined with that is kind of what I want to do with this podcast, how I want to grow it, what I plan on doing starting next year. I'm going to kind of uh, change some things up. So uh, I'm I'm TJ. I'm also the hip hop historian. I've been rapping since I was eight. I love rapping. I love music. I'm a, I'm a Jay fan. I'm a big fan. I respect all of them um, as artists, as entrepreneurs, as people who paved the way for people like me to be able to even speak on things like this. I swear Jay-Z kept me out of jail, you know, listening to his music. Gave me hope for my future that I didn't have to wind up like like uh, a lot of like how a lot of my friends ended up, you know, no, no prospects, no. uh, In jail. Some are homeless, some are dead. So uh, I come from a good family. Um, I was raised in the suburbs of Chicago, Um but it was a black suburb, so I don't know if people understand what a black suburb is, but when a suburb is black, it's hood, like, a lot of times. Sometimes it's a mixture of all types of culture, but I grew up where it was a lot of drugs, a lot of violence, it was prostitution, it was uh, crack, it was a lot of shit that went on around me that I noticed, and I was really um, sensitive to, so... My mom and my, my, my grandma did their best to keep me away from that stuff. And that's why I, I don't do it to this day. So, um, you know, having my family kind of built, built a good foundation in me. Um, I went to school, of course. I went to high school. And then I tried going to college, but it wasn't really my thing. Um, then uh, I kind of went through a point of like depression between let me let me go back a little bit my dad left me when i was six um we moved to this new house that my grandma still at to this day and that's home for me where my grandfather helped raise me to be a good man and i would listen to great music in his car and uh my cousin punchy at the time was living with my grandma and he was rapping in a in a uh in a living room and they was freestyling and I'm like, can I do it? I was like something mother cut them mother 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 wasn't funny. But they was like, oh you snapping and they was like, this little motherfucker really, really on beat. Like he got a rhythm, he got a flow, he gonna be cold. And they just really get it was the first time people was really impressed. They gonna say it was the first time, but that that reaction is what I wanted every time I I did it. So I had words in my head, but I couldn't really, you know, get them out. You feel me? So fast forward to my, uh, me moving in with my grandma on a permanent basis for like a year. And then come 2001, I move in with my mom where I meet my friend Daryl and he, uh, and he's writing, and we write, we formed this group called Wiki because we both love to rap. That's the time I got my ass kicked. 
These niggas did not know me. I was not from the block. I pissed somebody off on the own to this day. I don't even know who. But all the niggas in school wanted to take turns beat me up because they got clout from me. Uh, so my best friend, well, my man's at the time, turned on me. And that's kind of where I go to this little isolation period where my friend, you know, really ain't my friend. So I'm writing revenge stories on how I'm going to get his ass back. And that's kind of how I start sharpening my my uh my craft. Getting the fifth grade, I'm just secretly writing poetry. <laughs> like I said, I'm real sensitive to what's going on around me. I'm writing girls' poems. They don't know what the fuck going on. I'm I'm deeper than I should be at the age of uh eleven or twelve. But shit, I tried that. Um, and it was kind of cool. And then you know I kind of was doing that my poetry. I'm like I really can't really write raps, but I'm great at poetry, so I'm gonna be a poet. But then, you know, I just kept on at it, and, and I realized my true passion was hip-hop. So, um, you know, you know, I still write. I still make music. I want to record real bad, but nobody take me, taking me serious. Nobody taking me to the studio. My mom didn't invest that shit in me because she, couldn't, she didn't have the money to. Man, let's be real. <sighs> so I get out of, I kind of take a step back from rapping. And I go to uh, Proviso West. And it's a big hip-hop community in my school. A lot of great rappers. It was um, the Movement League. You had X-Squad. The shit was kind of like a Wu-Tang. Like, really, somebody should make a series about the shit. That's how cold it was back then. Um, And that school really kind of fueled your positivity. It was a club where we can... I had to use NPCs. We had ciphers. We had an instructor who would just sit back and just let us say what we wanted to say. We could cuss. We could write. I got to some battles that I lost. I was not good at battling to this day. I mean, maybe my pen is sharp, but battling is not my thing. If you want to look up YouTube clip of me getting slaughtered by somebody named Peacemoke, type in King True with a three versus Peacemoke. You can actually see me get my ass handed to me. That's how bad that battle is. You know what I'm saying? Like, so basically, when you get into a point of um, a point of um, me constantly trying to rap, I take it serious my senior year. Um, and I started doing festivals. I started doing talent shows. I started trying to get my name out there. And I had some relative success. I had times where I walked into label meetings. And the, the chance that I had it, I pissed away, was joining this Christian rap group. I don't know. It's the first time I got offered a deal. But I didn't take it because I wanted to be solo. I didn't want to do Christian rap. I thought I'd have another chance, but that's not how life works. Sometimes you only get one, maybe two chances at something if you're lucky. So... That's kind of was my shoe in, but I didn't take it because, you know, I didn't want to be labeled as a Christian rapper. But I was a preacher in church. Um, I grew up in church also, so I had an affinity for God. I wanted to be a preacher, but some things led me down the path of not really believing in God the way I used to believe in them. So that's a different uh, podcast.
I'll get into that some other time. That's a whole nother podcast. So after I uh, pretty much got, after I got good and was performing, I met this dude named Jesse. And he was a pretty good dude. Got me on some stages through my uncle, who, who was my auntie's husband, you know, my biological aunt's husband. He got me on stage and I was performing. I was good. I was recording music. I pretty much took advantage of my situation, did the best of what I had. Terrible sound quality. Looking back on it, I could have did better. But then um, we go into year 19. Well, I'm 19 years old. I just just missed out on this girl who I thought was going to be my, my forever. Uh, she broke my heart. I really didn't have any type of prospects. I didn't ha- couldn't find a job because it was during a recession. Before things started picking back up, it was pretty bad for a couple years for me. And it was really bad for my mom for a while, too. I mean, she was kind of in a funk. She couldn't find, not find a job for nothing. So my mom uh, went through some shit during that time. I think that's probably one of her lowest moments of her life, too. We moved, We all moved to Woodridge, which is um, a suburb of Illinois. There's really nothing but white people out there. Had this decent house. It was real cool. Uh, me and my sisters did not spend a lot of time together. We kind of grew up in separate areas. I was raised by my grandma. It's half and half. My mom raised me and my grandma raised me. Um, my mom was a decent... My mom... We got issues, but that's my mom, so I ain't gonna really say nothing bad about it. Um... So we pretty much got there, and I went to the Army for a while. Did that for a little while, got out, had some money, tried to rap again. This time I was going to the clubs. I was um, getting my face out there, networking with people, and I came across this dude who knew um, who knew who knew Diddy through uh, through somebody else. That was his like his godfather or something like that. And dude would come in, you know, play music with him. That was his friend. And we were trying to get to him. And we was going to have a, me and my friend who I thought was my friend, who I was giving money to record me. It was terrible fucking sound quality. What the fuck was I thinking? He pretty much abandoned me. After, you know, all these other, we had all these reasons why. Maybe because I, it's right around the time I met my wife. That, again, I met her in high school, but we met each other again. And she had a kid. And hip-hop hurt me because I didn't get on. Like, it made me so fucking mad because I knew I was the next Jay-Z. You cannot tell me. That I was not the next ho, not the next Jay, not the next Nas, not the next something. Those spots was taken by Drake and Kendrick. I felt some type of way when Drake dropped. Like, I felt like I should have been fucking Drake. I wanted to be Drake so bad. Like, I wanted his spot so bad. And when, when bitches used to bring him up, I wanted to slap the fuck out of them bitches. Like, calm, like jealousy's a motherfucker. I ain't gonna lie. So... Pretty much, um, when you fast forward into the later years and me, uh, you know, rapping and kind of going through what I was going through, 
we get to a point of me moving to Minnesota because me and my mom wasn't working out when I got back for reasons. Like I said, I ain't gonna really get into that shit. And when I moved to Minnesota, I tried buying my own studio equipment, doing it myself. That was fun, but it really hurt hurt me financially. It hurt my relationship with my with my with my fiance. To this day, she bring that shit up. But she's dope because she supports me. So I, I gotta I gotta say my wife is dope. Um she listen to this, I love you. So I basically uh man, I I kinda become obsessed with it again, like I can make it, I can make it. So I'm trying to rap, go to school, that fell apart. I didn't get my little scholarship from the army like I went into. Um, I went to uh, my cousin's house, and then I, I moved into my own apartment. I was trying to rap; the shit didn't work out for me. It just didn't. It just was not in the stars for me, the way I wanted it to be. And looking back on that shit, thank God it didn't, because I'd probably be a person that died young, or I would have been broke by now. I think that the universe has a way of protecting you from yourself. And I appreciate the universe, man. I could I could be a whole different story. So I'm working, man. I'm working at this place called Zero Res. It's paying my bills. It ain't it ain't the best job in the world, but it ain't the fucking worst. So I wind up really um, having a chance to you know discuss some things with myself. Um, you know, I'm, I'm up here trying to I get engaged. I'm helping raise a kid. I'm kind of transitioning to a man, um, a boy to a man. I'm mind selling all my studio equipment, a pawn shop. That dream dead. A couple years later, I move in with my wife, and we move from one place to another. We're there for a couple years, and my wife, um, man, let me tell y'all this story, mom. I got I got engaged in 2012, right? My wife, um, I got put out. She took her student loan money, got us a place to live because I didn't have to live in the street. So when I when when I tell the story, she was my strength. She still is my strength. She's my rock. So I kind of gotta you know. Sometimes you gotta be. Get beyond yourself because she did it for me and I and she'll do it again. And I don't think she regrets it to this day. Trust me, I hear that shit all the time, but I think she'll do it again. <laughs> but um after we move in together and we kind of get our lives together because we both really didn't have any job prospects. I'm lying. She worked for the city of Minneapolis, but she got depressed. She didn't like working there. And eventually, we uh we got settled. I tried doing everything by myself at first. Hell no, not in this economy. And then eventually, we both started working. You know, we got ch- we got childcare. We figured it out. Um, we got to a point where we were stable, and my wife started letting me record music again, which was awesome. Shouldn't have to do that. 
I begged her to go on this trip to Arizona. She let me go and perform for Master P. That shit didn't work out for me either. I did not get a deal out of it like I thought I would. Um, I got fired from my job that I was working. And I was in a really bad time. And I started working at this job called Cricket. Cricket took me to uh, New Heights. I didn't think I'd be good at selling wireless phones. But shit, that's what I've been doing since. 2016, 2017, something like that. And my uh and I pretty much got on working there, got promoted to manager, transferred my job to Chicago. Cause my wife got a job that was pretty decent, pretty good. Um I had an opportunity to, you know, make some money, be get into a little manager role, and I took my skills to boobs and then I took them to Sprint. I took him to another place and another place, and now I'm here. And I'm uh, um, I'm blessed, man. I can't sit here and pretend like I haven't had an opportunity to uh, reap in the benefits of having somebody on my side. She allowed me to grow. We moved in with my grandma. We got a house. Now I'm married six years. Now the kid I'm hell raising is 11. I'm 28 now. <laughs> I'll be 29 next year. And now I'm doing this podcast. That's kind of my life story without extra details in 17 minutes and 30 seconds. But I get to the point where I make this podcast because I'm passionate. I got really angry 2016 about all the killings. I got angry about the fact that People said that black lives did not matter to black people. I used to be pissed, but I got over it. I just realized those people are ignorant and it's okay for them to be ignorant. I can't make them recognize that black people are excellent and that we have um what the fuck? That we have um a chance to be better and we can grow if certain things weren't like this and like that. But it doesn't matter. You know, everybody has their opinion. So um, I'm learning how to let shit go. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of where I'm at at this point with with that Black Lives Matter shit. But I made a podcast to talk about hip-hop and politics. And that's what I've been doing for the last year or so. I started as, like, maybe 2018. Uh, I was going through the process for Border Patrol and I got rid of all of my podcasts because I didn't want them looking up on my background. Hmm. Let me see. The fuck? So, yeah, uh... The whole point of that was just a reference to uh, things that was going on in our society. We had a ton of uh, things that kind of grew and changed as life went on. Um, I had certain issues and incidents that I recorded on here that I didn't want to come to the light. But I stopped that to say that I really want to grow this podcast. I think it's something that I can I can focus on and be passionate about. 
I might not be the greatest rapper of all time, but I think it's an avenue for me to talk about, you know, um, hip hop culture um, around the world, whether it's Asia, whether it's in Europe, whether it's in the community, whether or not we actually have a uh, way to um, figure out whether or not the world is changing around us. I have a constant, uh, a constant fear of really just hip hop being taken over by other races and us being excluded from it, like the blues, like rock and roll, like other things that we help create and become a mainstay. For me, uh, society tends to outcast black people. So let me get to my point. My point is that I plan on making a YouTube channel about um, dedicated to this podcast. I plan on making other social media like a Twitter, like a Instagram. I'm not gonna really do Facebook probably, but I'll have a Snapchat where you know I'm I'm showing teases of ep- episodes, and I want to have other podcasters on here. I can speak about hip hop with politics. Um, and I love anime too. So I kind of want to, you know, talk about that. So um, it's going to be an informative show, a show about uh, the world around us and how hip hop is in everything that we do. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Thank you and uh, have a wonderful day.